The Adam Crowley Show. Oh, no, 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 no. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. You found The Crowley Show. Where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. I was just at the vending machine because I'm getting a little jittery. Needed some peanut butter crackers. And I hit the wrong button, and a case of Oreos came out, and I'm not complaining about it. Oh, that's a happy mistake right there. Yeah, I was not going to get Oreos. I wound up spending an extra buck ten, but now I got Oreos. It's a good day. See, good things happen when you show up to work, right, Antonio? Ray Fittipaldo of the Post-Gazette joins us now to discuss Antonio's arrival to the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex and his subsequent speaking to the media. Ray, did you get any answers out of Antonio Brown today? Did he say anything that stuck with you that was actually a legitimate explanation? Uh, Not really, Adam. I mean, he was unapologetic. Um, danced around the subject a lot, uh, said, ask Randy about it. Randy danced around the subject a lot. So, you know, it was a whole lot of nothing, but I think it was clear that uh, the Steelers wanted the storyline to go away. They made A.B. talk um, a day earlier than, uh, than he usually does. Mike has talked multiple times this week. The coordinators talked today. So they're hoping this goes away, but you and I both know, Adam, this isn't going to go away totally until the Steelers win a game and A.B. has a good game. So we'll see what happens Monday night in Tampa Bay. Interesting that you separate the two things there, Ray, uh, that the Steelers win and that A.B. has a good game. So you're not buying the whole, I was pissed because I was, because we were losing thing, were you? Well, no, I think it was Jim Wexel who actually came with the follow-up. But uh, he said we were losing by 40, and um, the response was, no, the score was just tied, and like A.B. sort of, you know, just kept on talking there. So, yeah, I, I thought that whole um, exchange was interesting there. I thought the reporters there were, were well-prepared, and, you know, they, they, they knew their stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be enough, Adam, if they go out and win 42-28 um, to 28 and Fabi only has 90 yards again. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to be happy. Um, the reason they've been successful the last couple of years um, isn't totally because of A.B. going off and having great games. But if you look at his stats, I mean, he's had, you know, five, six, seven, 100-yard games here consistently over the last couple of years. And I think they do need to get back to that. You know, Ben Roethlisberger admitted this week he missed him a couple of times, and they've sort of been off. So I don't think it's going to take too much, maybe two, three more catches a game to sort of get him over the hump and to make him feel good. They're just, you know, struggling to get that done right now. Is he not getting open? Is he just off with Ben? What do you think the problem there is? Because he has certainly been targeted a bunch. Well, Ben's been high on a couple of throws, um, and not just the A.B. He, he just seems a little bit off um, overall. And I, I know that sounds very weird to say when he throws for 452 yards and uh, they put up 37 points against the Chiefs, but I don't think this offense is clicking on all cylinders right now. I think – a lot of what you saw against Kansas City is really a lot of what you saw against Jacksonville. You get behind early, you're forced into throwing every single time, you make a few plays, you know, probably not enough to win the game. So um, I think the offense uh, is, is better than it was. Uh, it was better than it was against Cleveland, but I, I think there's another level 
for this offense to get to. And I think, you know, they're hoping to, to, to reach that in Tampa Bay because, um, listen, if the Buccaneers keep playing the way they are on offense and the Steelers keep playing the way they are on defense, they're going to need Ben Roethlisberger and that offense to play really, really well on Monday. Last drama-filled question here for you, Ray. Do you think that the Steelers, do you think Mike Tomlin handled this well? Do you think that A.B. should have been suspended, or do you think a fine is probably the good way to go? You know, I mean, Mike's been down this road before with A.B. I, I think it's a little bit, um, I, you know, myself, if you're asking me, I would have favored a suspension over a fine, but it's kind of hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube when, you know, it's been spilling out of the tube for so long, if you know what I mean. I mean, there's been multiple transgressions here by Antonio Brown, and for Mike Tomlin to try to put his foot down this time, I you know, I just don't know how that would go over with A.B. or the team. So um, it was interesting yesterday. All those guys in that locker room stood up for A.B. You know, I thought Marquise Pouncey, a team captain, was pretty strong in his words, um, saying he's 100% behind A.B. So, you know, they've, they've sort of lined up behind him here, which is interesting. And I, on, on one level, I get that. He's a hard worker, probably the hardest worker on the team. He does care. He cares about winning. He also cares about his stats, by the way. But, you know, it's better than... It's better to have a guy like Antonio Brown, I guess, than a guy like Le'Veon Bell, who, you know, is, you know, sort of thinking of himself now and not the team. So in that realm, in yesterday, I sort of get what the players were thinking, but to answer your question, yes, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't come down a little bit harder on A.B. this time. A.B. feels like his statistics, him getting the ball in his hands, gives the team the best chance to win, right? He thinks he's the catalyst that gets it all done? Yeah, and I think when you're a superstar... Um, you tend to think that way. And, uh, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people have been comparing AB to Randy Moss and Terrell Owens and, you know, guys like that in, in, in recent days. And, um, I get that, you know, receivers have those diva like qualities, but, um, how many Super Bowls did Randy Moss win? How many Super Bowls did Terrell Owens win? None. So that's not always a good quality right. to have. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I think you can go do your job. You could want the ball. Um, you could care about all those things, but I think you could have a different method um, to getting what you want. And I, I think AB has to work on that a little bit. I don't know if he is. I mean, he's 30 years old. He's probably not going to change now. Um, but I, I do think there's probably a different, uh, there's probably a better way for him to go about his business. And hey, we'll see if uh, we'll see if he's he's changed the next time something like this comes around. Ray, Mike Tomlin's a defensive coach, and Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joining us here in the Crowley Show. He's a defensive coach at the defense. While it was fifth in the league last year, also was very leaky at the end of the season. A lot of that has to do with Ryan Shazier, but it's cover, uh, it is uh, carried over Pardon me, to this year. Um, what needs to be done? I mean, is it a personnel issue? Is it a scheme issue? How can they fix it? How can they fix it quick? Because they need to. Well, I mean, Keith Butler talked today, and... He was pretty open. I mean, it was, you know, good on him for, for, for answering all the questions um, uh, the way he did today. Uh, he admitted there's been miscommunication, and he's admitted that they've tried to simplify things this week. And, uh, you know, I think Joe Hayden coming back will help. Um, you know, he was talking about how you could play more man-to-man when Joe is in the game as opposed to, you know, being, um, you know, probably more of his own team when you're, you got Cody Sensabar, Cam Sutton in there. So, Joe Hayden's going to help, but um, Joe Hayden's not going to help if the other um, five, six guys in the secondary aren't communicating and aren't getting to where they need to get to be. So 
um, you know, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, I thought it was interesting that Keith said, um, somebody asked him, is this a quick fix? And he said, no, it's a long-term fix. So this, this is something they're going to have to keep working on. And it's, it's only going to come with playing together. They got some new guys back there, Morgan Burnett, uh, Terrell Edmonds. You know, they're both new. And I sort of got the idea that, you know, some of the issues were, were maybe in the back end there. Um, so I don't, you know, it's probably not a quick fix. I know, I know that's not good news when you're going in to face the NFL's leading passer and the NFL's leading receiver, but at least Keith was open about it and he knows he's, he's got a, he's, he's got work ahead of him. We'll see if they can make enough adjustments to, uh, you know, to get a win Monday night. But, um, to hear him talk today, it sounded like it was going to take a while for them to sort of get everything ironed out. Turning towards Tampa. I mean, they've got a pair of really good receivers that can big play. Uh, they get a good tight end, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's playing uh, out of his mind. Uh, how do the Steelers, do you think, match up against their defense? Uh, because it, it looks like in profiles as maybe another type of a shootout-type game. Yeah, I mean, I had that feeling going into the Chiefs game. I sort of had that yeah. same feeling going in, uh, to this game here tonight, Adam, or uh, Monday night, Adam. It's, uh, they're 31 in the league in total defense. Only the Chiefs are worse. Um, their, their pass defense isn't really that good. Their, their run defense is okay, but, you know, the Steelers proved last week that they don't have to run the ball great to, uh, to put points on the board. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, you know, right now I'm sort of leaning toward a game in the thirties, but, um, who knows what's going to happen? I, you know, I, the, the one thing to watch out for in this game, and I understand Ryan Fitzpatrick has better weapons. Um, right now than he ever has, but the Steelers are 5-0 and against him. He's never thrown for more than 265 yards in a game against them, so I think he's due to come down to earth a little bit, um, but listen, you know, Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, all those guys are really, really good playmakers, and they're better players than he's been surrounded with in quite some time. Ray Fittipaldo again joining us here from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. On to the Steelers' offense, uh, Antonio Brown, really good player. Juju Smith-Schuster is proving himself in this league. After that, does James Conner scare anybody? I mean, is that one of the reasons maybe why Antonio Brown uh, is getting so much of the coverage? I mean, as much as Martavis Bryant was a doofus, um, he could still take the top off the defense, and there was always that threat. Uh, how do you get that threat? Does he got a big play? Does Ben Roethlisberger hitting him in the first play, or one of the first plays of the game last week change things maybe a little bit? Well, I mean, if Ben Roethlisberger hits James Washington on the first play of that game, the Steelers get a lead. Then right. Who knows how that you know that's going to play out? So yeah, I mean, I I mean, I don't think James Conner is the problem, Adam. Um, you know, he ran. Oh, I meant James. Field. I meant James Washington as the. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, James Washington's probably got to make a few more plays. I do think it was interesting that, um, you know, they tried Justin Hunter the first game and then he didn't produce and. Right away, they went to their rookie second-round pick, which I think is good. I, I think they need to get James Washington involved. Um, I thought he made a nice play on that touchdown. Um, but, yeah, I, I have I have no doubt that James Washington is going to be a good player in this league. And, um, you know, it might happen sooner rather than later. But, you know, to your point, yeah, they had a guy like Mart- Martavis here since 2014, and they don't have that anymore. And until James Washington – proves that he can be that guy week in and week out. I do think the coverages um, are going to be a little tighter on Antonio. You'll see the safety shaded toward his side a little bit more. And then once once James makes a few plays, they're going to have to adjust and, uh, you know, account for him as well. So, you know, that's the way it goes. 
Um, rookies always have to prove themselves, but I think it would be a good idea um, for the Steelers to, to, to have James Washington have a big game just so some defenses could be on their heels a little bit more. All right, classic sports radio cliched question coming your way, Ray. A must-win game for the Steelers on Monday? Uh, absolutely. If you start 0-3, um, I don't know what the percentages are on them, but I think it's probably 5% or lower. They would have a really tough time making the playoffs, even though I don't think that the business is going to be all that great this year. But if you're winless after three games, it's going to be really, really hard. So, yeah, I I do think this is a must-win game. Yeah, you'd have to win something like 10 out of 13, probably. I mean, at the very least, down the stretch and with the schedule that they have. I mean, that sounds like a bear. Uh, Ray, really appreciate the time, buddy. Uh, As always, thanks a lot. All right, Adam, appreciate you having me on. That's Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, Ryan's on the line. Uh, he's been waiting patiently. He wants to talk about the Steelers conundrum. What's going on, man? How you doing, sir? Good evening. Uh, now, like I told your producer, I have a very two good points. Now, I'm going to take. We'll be the judge of that. Back. We'll be the judge of whether they're good points, Ryan. All right. I want to take. You, I want to take it back way old school, back during the days when we, when our Pirates team was winning. I, I look at this situation with Bell and Brown in the light of Bonilla and Bonds. Because if you think about it, what did Jimmy Leland have to deal with back then that Tomlin's dealing with now? He's dealing with two diva players. And I can't believe that the reason why Bell ain't coming back yet is because his agent came out and basically said on Twitter that the reason why he's not coming back is he wants to know what his role in the offense going forward is going to be. You know what I mean? Sure. And I understand that. But I did the map on how much money he's going to lose if he stays out for nine games. Do you know he's going to lose $8 million? What? By saying $8 million. What? Thanks, Ryan. We ran out of time. I'm happy you did the math, though. Yeah, I mean, Jim Leland gave it to Bonds in front of all the reporters, and that kind of changed things from there on out, right? And Bonds and Leland, they get along great now, you hear, right? Whatever, I don't believe it. But they say they do. He put him in his place. He said, you're a superstar and you can eat me. Look, that's what Mike Tomlin needed to do a long time ago with Antonio Brown, and because it festered for so long, this happened. But you can't do it now. The analogy that everyone uses, every single person in the media, myself included, has used this week, can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You can't. Toothpaste everywhere. My whole uh, house smells like mint. Uh, And that's just the reality. Uh, You can't put it back. Now you deal with it. You got the bed that you made. Another cliche. That's what we got. Did you hear what Antonio Brown said? If you didn't, we've got that audio for you coming up next. And there's some whippy old BS that's going on in high school sports that we don't usually talk about. It's a travesty. I'll tell you what happened next. Crowley Show. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Oh, I like him. (laughs) He's a handsome guy. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. What the hell's going on at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex? 
Antonio Brown spoke to the media today and took absolutely zero responsibility for anything other than responding to Ryan Scarpino on Twitter. That's the only thing. Oh, I got to be better at that. Can't be doing that. Do you think you weren't going to play on Monday? Why would I think that? He chuckles. Here's A.B., not entirely in full, but it's most of what he said today because I want you to have the proper context for when I rip him from sternum to balls. I missed the button. Antonio, why were you uh, not around on Monday? Uh, Personal reasons. Uh, Obviously, the coach knew where I was at. Uh, We talked between me and him. Can you tell us about your conversation with him? It's personal, you know, it's turning between the team and me and Coach. And How do you feel about the results of that talk? It's, murder, you know. it's all about uh, just playing football, you know, the distractions we got to stay away from. I'm here to play football in, in that regard. We got to stay focused in the midst of it. Antonio, after the fourth touchdown, why were you so mad? Are we losing the game. Are we getting beat by 40. We haven't won the game yet. For me, as a stiller, that's unacceptable. You know, I'm not on the sideline begging for the ball or making statements like you guys make. I'm pissed off. We losing. We but suck. You just tied the game. James Conner just tied the game. Now, you guys make assumptions about my emotion. You guys don't know me at all. You guys just write what you think going to get hits. Between me and you, everyone in the locker know what I stand for, know what I'm about. You know, I'm committed to this program, this organization. I'm fully here. I go to work every day. I'm about my business, and I don't take it for granted. You know, my business is winning here. I come here to win. And the win winner, you damn right, I'm pissed off. We wanted to ask you about that, but you weren't in the locker room on Sunday. Why did you decide? Yeah, to you guys write stories about everything. I'm pissed off. We lost the games. If you guys want to talk to me, let's talk. I'm right here. I'm not hiding from none of you. I don't have from no one. I'm from Liberty City. What about Sunday, though? You you weren't available on Sunday. Why did you leave? I was available. I left early. I'm pissed off. We lost. We didn't win the game. You guys frustrated. I thought you guys were around here supposed to be writing about winning. The culture should be winning. That's all that matters. That's how business is winning. We not win. I'm pissed off. I'm passionate about winning. I signed up to win. I, I work extremely hard. I put 20 hours a day of my life and my body away from my family to, to win. And when we don't, yeah, I'm pissed off because I take it serious. A lot of time go into this. A lot of hard work and effort. You know. So yeah, I am pissed off. What do you think is lacking for from getting the wins? Gotta find a way to win. You know, no excuse. Uh, we can point the finger at anyone. We gotta look within ourselves. And, See how can we be the difference to make us win? Maybe are you gonna try to stay off Twitter now and keep yourself out of I just I can't I can't, can't uh, respond to people that's you know saying crazy stuff. Obviously uh, I have to do a more important job to be focused on what's important. And uh, what's important now is for us to win. Antonio, Antonio Mike Thomas said you were disciplined for missing the meeting Monday. You think that was justified? Mm-hmm. No, I never could go against you know the program or what uh, these guys think is right for me. Obviously I'm a player of well, Tony, do you consider yourself a leader on this football team and a leader by example? Absolutely. I think I lead by example. I come to work every day. Uh, you guys can make a statement that I'm a leader, but you ask these guys. I put my heart on the line every day because of how I'm feeling. I'm out there. I'm giving 100% effort. Well, based on that, do you have to watch what you do in light of losing, whether you get upset on the sidelines? Obviously, I'm in the spotlight, so you guys don't always you know, put me under the microscope. But I'm a compassionate individual. I can't fake the way I feel. You know, I can't hide the way I feel. If it wasn't important to me, then I would just say it don't matter. But I'm not that type of guy who just around here casting checks and don't care. You know, it's just me sometimes. It not only means something to me, it means something to my family. And when football is not fun and I can't dedicate it and take it serious, I shouldn't be here.
Do you expect to be on the field from the first snap on Monday night? <laughs> well, I wouldn't have You guys don't want me to see, want to see me in my jersey. <laughs> you said you're pissed off. How do you plan to take that aggression out on the Bucks? You got to find a way to win. Monday night is another opportunity. Uh, race the doubt. Race the, uh, the misfortune thoughts about us as a team. So Antonio, were you so mad about the way things were going on Sunday, that's what kept you away Monday? Or no? i just tell you I have a personal issue. I'm going to tell you that, then that's another story for you to say. Well, you know, you know, right? Did you let Mike know Monday or did that? Uh, yeah, right? I let him know. You just can't show not show up. <laughs> you guys think. You just don't show up. I mean, we have a job. You know, my job is to let everyone know what's going on with me when I'm not here. Were you fine Antonio, by, Mike, by Mike Tomlin? I tell you guys, it was a personal turnover. Antonio, your, your teammates said you didn't owe them an apology. Did you apologize anyway? Or, or, apologize for what? I got a personal issue. You guys no, have personal a, issues at home. Stuff happened. Yeah. You guys, you guys apologize for it? Or what? That's life. I got to apologize. You got to apologize for what he says. Apologize for what? How about not showing up to work on Monday? Oh, wait. AB says it was personal reasons. Can we just say personal reasons and get out of whatever the hell we want to get out of? Is that is that a new societal rule? Crowley, why weren't you there? Personal reasons. Crowley, why are you such a jerk today? Personal reasons. I mean, I've used it on my wife. Uh, Adam, what happened, man? Like, why are you such a jerk today? Oh, personal reasons, you know? I mean, uh, is it a get-out-of-jail-free card? It's like kryptonite, almost. Like, you'll shut anything down with yes. that. And once you say it, it becomes. it then puts it on the person asking the question. Then it's, oh, personal reasons. If they ask another question... Then they're the jackass. There are two circumstances you can never ask a follow-up question in. This is a life rule, Tom. I need you to pay attention. I need you to agree. You need to agree or disagree on this. There are two life rules, okay? Mm-hmm. Number one, if someone is wearing a suit in the office and they never wear a suit, I'd never ask them where I'm go- where they're going. You want to know why? Funeral. Yep. Funeral. Yep. Number two, if someone says they've got personal reasons... I don't think you can follow that up. That's not, no. absolutely not. You, under no circumstances, do you follow that one up. No, you just you're, go, okay. You're, you're getting into their privacy at that point. Yeah. yeah. Like right now, you're a pushy dude. Like, what do you mean personal? How personal? You know, I mean, how do you even, how can you control that? I mean, there's so many follow up questions I want to ask, but yeah. so many that I don't ask. Uh, A.B., personal reasons? Yeah. Okay, which baby mama? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah narrow that one down for yeah. me. Which one is pressing for more child support? Let us know. Yeah. And how much? Yeah. You know what's a personal issue? Having that many kids with different wives? It's 2018. Baby mama? It is. You got 24 hours in a day. And this dude says 20 of them are put towards football? Yeah, what the hell is he doing for the other four? Is he literally sleeping only four hours a night? Two hours of sex, two hours of sleeping. Is that a, is that like back-to-back, like the two hours of sex happen and then the two hours of sleeping? Or does he kind of go in and out of both over those four Like one-on, one-off kind yeah. of thing? like he's sleeping, then he wakes up, he's having some sex for about 15 minutes, then he goes back to sleep for another 20. Or is, it a, situation, is it a situation where he is sleeping? While he's having sex. Yeah. Hmm. Never thought of that. I mean, he does have all kind of newfangled technology, I'm sure, that he works with. Cryo chambers, <laughs> other things of that nature, I mean, the cryo on. nature. Dude, you're you're a high level athlete. You do not sleep only four hours a night. No. Who the hell are you kidding? Seriously. I think Jim Wexel nailed it. I was pissed. Why do you think I was getting mad? We were losing. Actually, it was tied. He said, "I'm committed to this program. I show up every day." You very literally don't. That's why we're in the middle of this. <laughs> That's why it's a Thursday and you're talking. Right. <laughs> Usually you talk on Fridays. Somehow you're able to squeeze that in between the sleep and the sex and you talk to the media. 
Well, today, you're going to have to squeeze it in before you squeeze it in later because you weren't there on Monday. He then tells the media, he says, I thought you guys around here were supposed to write about winning. <laughs> well, then win. His, his lack of understanding journalism is also appalling. Well, that would explain the lack of columns every week when the Steelers lose. You know, yes. you don't get any. You don't get to read a thing when they lose because we're all paid to write about them winning. In we're fact, when about. the Steelers lose, I don't even do a radio show for the week. They don't even put a paper out. I was so confused after they tied. What are we going to do? <laughs> Jerry Dulac's like, do I write an article? They tied. Oh my god, I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. I am. I am just. My head is exploding well, from the Jer- inside. Jerry, that's not winning. So technically, you don't have to. Okay, according to AB. AB goes. You just can't not show up. <laughs> you can. That's what you did. You did just not show up. And then the kicker was, did you apologize to your teammates? Apologize for what? How about the thing that you were reprimanded for? Well, I don't know why I was reprimanded. Well, I mean, what? I mean, seriously now. Does this... Oh, I was going to say, does this guy not get it? I mean, he doesn't. And... There were a couple of things he said in that, that if he had just said that, I think he could have gotten away with the victory today. You know what? I acted out. I did it because I want to win. I did it because I'm pissed off that we're not winning. And if he had said that instead of yesterday on Sunday after the game, we're good. Everything's fine. If he talks after the game on Sunday, even if he doesn't show up on Monday, we might be more inclined to be okay with the personal reasons, right? We might be okay with that umbrella. But he didn't, so... We effed. He effed, I should say. Coming up next, two twins separated from their father and how the Whippeal effed them up. Oh, my God. It's the end of the show. Oh, yeah. And hottest take of the day, other crap, and the three stars of the show. <laughs> you know what time it is? I closed the blind. <laughs> I have no idea. I come to work every day. You just can't not show up. It's a Crowley show. <laughs> Tweet Adam at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh, no, finish your tweet. It's not your best part. Just give us a second. There you go. Hashtag it. This is the Adam Crowley Show on 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. Played Kung Fu Fighting. There we go. Now I feel better. All right, now I'm going to restart. Now we shut up. Get ready, Crowley, because here it comes. Ready? Everybody. Ready? Here it comes. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting! been a wild one today i feel like i at least made more sense than antonio brown which is good that's my bar if i can sound more with it than antonio brown i've done a good job Jeez, you'll never have a bad day again this comes from johnny utah on twitter that presser was extremely frustrating (laughs) 
Seriously, Antonio Brown, he used the word exceptionalism, exceptional-is-ism last week, whatever it was that he said. He really acts as if he's the exception to all the rules, doesn't he? I mean, for real, this guy, he just doesn't care. He wants to win, he says, and I, I believe him. He does want to win, but he wants to win his way. He wants to win by helping. But he just doesn't care how he comes off to everyone else. And his teammates love him, so there's got to be something to be said about that because he works so damn hard. But, man, if I were them, I'd be so mad about him not being there on Monday after not taking any accountability on Friday or on Sunday. People talk about the media getting offended by him not being there on Sunday. It's about standing up next to your teammates, your brothers, right? And... Allowing the media members to come to you so they don't always fan out to all the other people. Provide a little cover. You're Antonio Brown, man. Be a teammate. Be a leader. And he says he's a leader. Uh, by example, on the field. But off the field, there are a thousand different players I'd rather have their example. I mean, he works out really hard. James Harrison worked out really hard, too. That's important. You want guys to follow that example. But everything else, I'm throwing out the window. The kind of leader I would want on my team is the kind of leader that recognizes that your star running back is not with the team and there's a lot of turmoil. You need to just show up during this. That's what my leader would do. <laughs> That's so true. They've already got all that nonsense going on, yeah. and he's like, yeah, let me add to it. Yeah, the leader's adding to it. Great. I'm such a great leader. You know what kind of leader I would like? Dwight D. Eisenhower. That's the kind of leader I could stand behind. Yep. Yeah. Strong leader there. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> First, I got to give you the backstory. The DeGregorio brothers. Say that three times fast. DeGregorio, DeGregorio, DeGregorio. Nope, nope. We're done saying that three times fast. Don't even try. Just nope. move on, dude. Just don't think about I what he said. see the wheels turning Just in your head. Just move on. Go ahead. You said their names. Now tell the story. They were ruled ineligible to transfer to North Catholic from Hampton. The father of the DeGregorio brothers. Oh, nailed it. Used to be an assistant coach at Hampton. And then he was able to get the head job at North Catholic. Mr. DeGregorio. How in the world can't you let the kids transfer to a Catholic school? The reasoning doesn't cut it. I guess the bylaws for the PIAL say that if you're transferring solely for athletic purposes, they're not going to let you do it. I think that there should be some exception for friggin' family. I mean, if your dad coaches the team and it's an, a private school and you're going to pay the money to go there, then why would they turn you down? They didn't. The Whitfield did. And I think Hampton also didn't sign off on it. Because Hampton knows that the DeGregorio brothers are good. They didn't want him transferring. That is so unbelievably petty. And we put so much of an emphasis on sports when you get to the collegiate level and when you get to the pro level. You don't need to go that far whenever it gets to the high school level. Let the kids play where they want to play. You're going to take father-son time away from them. But to me, it's horse crap. The PIAA is going to wind up, I guarantee you, overturning it. But the Hampton administration looks like jackass, jackasses. And the WPIAL administration, they look like jackasses, too. Now, calling them out, baby. We all stand with the DeGregorio brothers. DeGregorio. What is the 
show on Netflix everyone loves, not Ozark, the other one. Stranger Things. What is that called? The Demogorgon? Yes. You yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Do you watch that show? I watched both seasons. <gasps> Do you like it? Yeah. yeah. It was great. Eleven was up for an Emmy. Did she, she win? She didn't win. Ah, damn it. I know. I know. That was the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. DeGregorio! Woo! Other crap. It's been 635 days since the Browns won a football game. Woo! Other crap. Is tonight the night? Woo! Other crap. No. No. Woo! Other crap. It's been 460 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Jim Wexel. He says, you know, you shouldn't be talking. You shouldn't talk to the media. It's not me. Now it might be me. He might have a problem with me. I I defended uh, Ryan Scarpino a little bit in the tweets, the tweet storm. And I, I, I tweeted that I think... Antonio thinks Ryan still works for the Steelers. That's why he said trade me. <laughs> second star. Tonight's second star of the show, offensive lines matter. Uh, Pouncing DeCastro, I guess, qualify, but has there... Who, honestly, other than Tunch and Wolf, who goes to a game to watch an offensive lineman? I mean, I'm all for breaking him down on all 22, but when's the last time somebody went to a game and was like, I cannot wait to watch the guard pull? I cannot wait to watch the center get to the second level and slobber knocker guy put him on his keister. I mean, it's great to watch, but you're not going to watch that guy. First star. And tonight's first star of the show, the one, the only, Antonio Brown. After the fourth touchdown, why were you so mad? Are we losing the game? Are we getting beat by 40? We haven't won the game yet. For me, as a stiller, that's unacceptable. You know, I'm not on the sideline begging for the ball or making statements like you guys make. I'm pissed off. We're losing. We but suck. You just tied the game. James Conner just tied the game. Now, you guys make assumptions about my emotion. You guys don't know me at all. You guys just write what you think going to get hits. That's completely irrelevant-tastic, <laughs> whether they were tied or winning. The, irre- the, the irreleventuality of it all is just ridiculous for him to even suggest. That's a great comeback, though, to to Wexel saying that it's tied. He just goes, "Man, you don't you don't know my emotions. You don't know what I'm what I'm going through right now. How dare you?" Sometimes when we tied, I think we're losing. Yeah, in his mind, they were winning. Or just they a were competitor that way. Yeah, tie loss. My God. I mean, maybe he was confused because when they tied against the Browns, the whole locker room was so pissed that he thought every time the score is tied, he has to be pissed. That could be it. He's like Donovan McNabb. McNabb's like, "You can tie." A.B.'s like, we tied right now? It's confusing. Math is hard. Football's hard. Words are hard. For a guy who says words are so hard, or seems like words are so hard, he makes up enough of them. Who let the dogs out? That was really hard for me. I had to hit the timer there. I mean, really. Word artist. Oh, my God. That sped up my internal clock. The blitz was on. I had to get the football out of my hand. and I mean, I got it out, but it was not a... It was a wobbler. Tomorrow... Big old show planned for you. We've got a woman reporter who covers Tampa Bay. 
She's Jenna Lane. We, we've gotten a woman every week that, that can look behind the curtain. So we got her. We got Fat Jack. He's a fat guy. He'll be at five. He's a male. And we got Jerry Dulac, white guy, 420. Male also. Yes. Talk to you then.